<laughs> I always tell jokes before we start. That way we can, uh, you know, kind of segue in with a yeah. good laugh. But uh, hey, guys, uh, welcome to the What Men Want podcast. This is episode 11, and I've got a special guest today that uh, that a few of my followers know personally. Whenever I posted you last week, everyone was super excited. They said you got a swag vibe. They said you got a cool story. <laughs> and so today, I'm very, very excited to announce that I've got a young man, 27 years old, uh, lives here in the Houston area, and his name is Christian Neighbors. Good to have you, bro. Good to, thank you, Jeremy. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate yeah. you big time. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, so uh, Christian's map game is not very strong because he had uh, some trouble <laughs> finding my house. But, hey, this is why we need a lady in our life, right? Yeah. So they can show us what's up. We need that guidance. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I mean. Well, good, man. Uh, so I did a little bit of research on you. I look at LinkedIn. It's out of date. Yeah. The photo's out of date. You don't even have dreads in it. You Fuck said, no. I was 18. <laughs> I, was, I, was fucking 19. I, was, I think I was 19 when I made that link. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, go update it, man. Come I need on. to. I haven't touched it since then. I, I created that organization, Nick Shortness. Never went back to it. Yeah. I never touched LinkedIn again. Okay. Well, good. Well, good. Well, I got enough info. Well, good. So Christian Neighbors, 27. Uh, you know, based on what you and I talked about, um, it sounds like you're kind of in the real estate game. Tell me what Mally's Palace is. Is it Molly or Mally? Mally's Palace. Yeah, yeah. so Mally's tell me about Mally. it. Yeah, so built based off of um, wanting to buy, provide hospitality, um, wanted to get into the hospitality business. The biggest thing was I wanted to create something that I could start building now yeah. that could be given to my son in the future, something that he would have that would that something that he's already involved in, which again is hospitality. Yeah, I take him to the house house with me. We go in there. He helps me get it ready. And there everything. you go. So he's super involved in it. And then when he sees the clients, he's very oh, active nice. in like conversating with them. So it's like multifamily real estate that you lease out on Airbnb or exactly. what is it? That's nice, exactly. Nice man. So Airbnb arbitrage. Well, how the uh, hell are you owning the, all this real estate at 27 years old? What inspired you to no, do that? So actually, it's not even owning the real estate. Okay. It's, it's partnering up with apartment communities. Who want to provide that experience for okay. clients that they can't necessarily tend to? Okay. We step in and we provide that experience for them by coming in, leasing out the space, creating the atmosphere and the environment for people to short-term rent uh, rent out those spaces. Understood. Yeah. So people who are traveling, and my my biggest clientele is is traveling nurses right now. Interesting. Okay. Traveling nurses, and then people who are traveling to the medical center for like for medical care. Yeah. We need to go out there and be treated at the medical facilities out there. They come and they need a so, space to stay. So it's interesting because most people that I know that are in the real estate game wouldn't necessarily say that they're in the hospitality business, right? But you're here for like providing a bespoke experience for your 100%. guests. Man, I wish I would have found you whenever yeah. I was separated from <laughs> divorce. Dude, I was living in like a fucking extended stay hotel, eating my fucking yeah. you know, Texas waffles. <laughs> Uh, I could have been staying at Mally's Palace this whole time. Yeah, hey. Well, good, man. I can tell, you know, just from the 20-minute conversation we had before yeah. you jumping on the podcast that you're super passionate about your business. Um, you're obviously in real estate as well as a real estate agent. 
Um, and then uh, you already let the cat out of the bag. You said my son, so you've got a son. Yes. And I you do. disclosed to me that you're his football coach as well? I am. Tell indeed, me about man. your son. How yeah. old is he? So I got a five year old son. His name is Malachi. Oh, okay. He started kindergarten today. There you go. Yeah. Uh, first day of kindergarten was today, man. It's beautiful watching him go off and, yeah. you know, walk into that school. They took him so fast, man. I'm sitting there trying to get a little moment with him, and they're like, all right, come on, come on, come on, time to go. That's the I'm way like, you want it, Damn, dude. I'm like, bro, you're gone already? That's the way you want you know, it. So usually it's the kid crying, but today it looks like you were the one crying. I see me. those red eyes, motherfucker. The, <laughs> the whole fucking time, man. His mom's standing there next to me. Don't be a bitch. Oh, He'll be back. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's a, well, congratulations, yeah, man. man. My youngest my youngest just started uh, last week. So he's oh, yeah? in KDISD. So they went back last week. Nice. And what, what did he start? Kindergarten? Uh, kin- uh, kindergarten, yeah. Kindergarten, so yeah. I've got a fourth grader, a first grader, and a kindergartner. And it's so funny that you were looking at mm-hmm. the photos of my kids. You were like, what's the age difference? Yeah. Those, dude? So they're only a year and a half, and they do look like twins. And the oldest one so fucking hates it. Because he's clearly older. He's like, no, motherfucker, I'm faster, I'm stronger, I'm smarter. That is not my twin. I'm his boss. Yeah, I'm his big brother. Yeah. That's my little, that's my baby brother. Exactly. That's, that's how it was. I have a brother who's 10 months younger than me. Okay. And the fucker grew up to be 6'2". two. <laughs> Yeah, I'm fucking 5'7". Like, like, yeah. I mean, I'm, a, I'm a suave kind of cat. Yeah, you're suave. You know I mean? The dreads but, with yeah, the abs. Yeah, man. You know, I, I show up how I have sure, to. Sure, sure, sure. You know, I, make it to, I make it there. But him, on the other hand, he just, he's fucking 10 months younger than me. Fucking grew up way taller than me. And there everything. you go. There you, you know, go. Well, but good. I, I learned to talk. That was my gift. There you yeah. go. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that's, you know, that's the same for me. Yeah. You know, like, you're 5'7". I'm a little bit chubby, so in order to compensate, we gotta have game, right? We gotta have game, man. <laughs> Read a book, do something, get, learn some game. If That's you ain't got hilarious. no game out there, fellas, get some game because uh, it's a lot of cool things that can happen. When you Dude, got some game. guys don't even need game nowadays, bro. They pull out their phone. They take a fucking mirror selfie with their shirt off, and they just get the right swipe. The game has changed. So if you want a fuck boy, if you want to hook up for the night, you get on the dating apps. If you want a good guy, do your research, right? Spotlight those guys that are hanging out in the right places, doing all the things that you want to do, and then shoot your shot. I think that's one thing that girls need to do more of nowadays. Shoot their shot. Think? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I would love to see it more often. Yeah. I guess, well, you know what? There's... Part of me would love to see it, obviously, because it, for me, for say, right, it makes it a little easier, right? You come over, you do the, you do the approaching and everything. You get to see how it feels to walk up to somebody randomly yeah. and instantly try to build a build a connection with mm-hmm. that person, right? Mm-hmm. Now, that's that's why I would like to see it. But mm-hmm. other than that, I mean, women, honestly, it's gonna build confidence. Absolutely. If you're, the one, if you're the one that's going out there and you're seeing men that you're attracted to, and you're not trying to. Uh, seduce them from afar and draw them in. You're just like, hey, fuck it. I'm going to go over there and talk to this man. Yeah. yeah. It's a different type of energy that you get to put out there when you do that. Totally, dude. And as guys, most of the people that I've interviewed on this podcast have disclosed that uh, that they do love attention, right? Oh, and yeah. and a, a woman that is basically saying, hey, look, you know, I'm here I'm present. I'm choosing you right now to put my energy and effort towards you. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck if you're friends. You know, if you're if you're a six and your friends are nines next to you, we're gonna gravitate gravitate towards that energy. And I think that to some degree, I think women are potentially the same way of going for the guy that's got the best energy. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, good man. Thanks for sharing that. So, 
Um, I read a little bit about you, the bio on, um, you know, Mally's Palace and some other stuff. Are you involved in the nonprofit world or tell me a little bit about that? I have aspirations of wanting to okay. be more involved in the nonprofit world. Okay. Uh, in fact, with Extraordinaries, that's a, an organization developed that was essentially surrounding around identifying, uh, helping individuals identify what their passions and purposes are. And then mm-hmm. as a collective, working together to pursue such, such passions and purposes. Sure. Um, but beyond that, uh, I have other areas that I want to get involved in. One of the biggest things is this, um, I want to get involved in assisting children who do not have fathers in their life. Oh, wow. That was me, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You know, coming in like as mentors, like Mm -hmm. being able to step in. And that's what inspired me to be a coach. Sure. Not only being closer to my son and being able to coach his football team, but being able to go into an environment where a lot of the children Mm -hmm. on my team, they don't have fathers in their lives. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's, It's a lot of kids on that team that don't have fathers. And if they do have fathers around... Some of their fathers aren't really as active in their life. Yeah. So you get these boys who, who are struggling with certain levels of confidence when mm-hmm. they're out there on the field. Um, they don't know how to express themselves as yeah. much. You know what I mean? They, they're, they're, they're soon to be young men. I mean, we're talking little kids now, but they're going to be young men soon. Yeah, and then one day years, they're going to be men. Yeah, you're right. You know, mm-hmm. and, and there's a, that's a crucial moment where another man can step in and provide that value of showing a, a young man like, hey, man. It's how you, it's your confidence. Mm-hmm. This is how you step up. When you're in a challenging situation, you know what I mean? You just got popped on the field. You know what I mean? You got popped. Mm-hmm. You're down. You're, you're ready to cry. Mm-hmm. You want to step off the, uh, step off to the sideline and go find your mom. Yeah. It's like, yo, this is that moment. You get back up. You I don't know, around. man. If somebody fucking lit me up right now, I'd probably go try to find my Fuck, mom at man. 37. <laughs> <laughs> I saw my son get hit so yeah. hard. <laughs> I saw him get hit so hard. I actually told him, hey, buddy. Go to the sideline. Go to the sidelines. I'm gonna bring you back in the game, but go to the sideline. I know what you mean, man, and I see it. I see it with my nephew, right? That you know, when when you're in a public school environment, or maybe even going to daycare before kindergarten, and you know you're trying to share, and the other kids are taking shit from you, and you try to cry, and you know the teacher teaches you, no, 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 this is about sharing. Mm -hmm. This is about community. This is about respect. This is about people taking turns. Kids that grow up in an environment where they're with a stay-at-home mom all day, right? Mm -hmm. They don't have that ability to, like, be okay with sharing and other people getting attention and them not getting what they want. And so I think I kind of get what you're saying with regards to that dynamic of not having a father to where they just become those mama's boys, right? And, um, you know, my dad uh, was around... Uh, my dad was 25 whenever I was born, and my mom was 16. So wow. right out of the gate, you kind of knew or something was fucked up. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> but um, but uh, with that being said, <coughs> my dad left when I was probably nine years old, hmm. and my mom had to be the one to teach me how to drive and teach me how to shave and teach me how to you know be a man, right? And yeah. Teach me how to mow the grass and fucking do all that shit, right? And so I definitely. Uh, I'm super grateful that you've chosen to take on that that um, responsibility, right, to be that positive influence in these young men's lives. That's incredible, man. Well, cool, dude. So I saw your son on Instagram. You said he's five years old now. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long have you been single? Is this like recent? Has it been a few years? Give me some insight of that, man. So single now, going on going on two years. Uh, you know, we just passed the year and a half mark. Yeah, I, I fucking kept count. <laughs> <laughs> you got the calendar with the fucking yeah, yeah, tally I marks? I fucking got X's yeah, on the calendar. Like, yeah, it's yeah, been this long? Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. 
measuring my progress, right? Yep. But um, yeah, single now for almost two years. You know, getting to that two year mark, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's been a you know what honestly it started off very fucking rough. Okay. I don't know most you know you know most men's experience, but mine was a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I was engaged with my son's mother. Okay. You know what I mean, and I was very very committed to what I had. True. And many people who know me, they know that about me. It's like. It was all about my family, my oh, yeah. my woman, my son, like what we were building together, just all of that. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And um it coming to an end was a huge surprise for me. Wow. So I wasn't I didn't even know how to step out. I mean, I was with my, my son's mother since I was about what, eighteen? Oh wow. Yeah, it was, it was with her. Yeah, I actually did her at fifteen. Yeah. And then we separated. Our parents made us break up. Sure. <laughs> Cause we got caught fucking. Just Uh-oh. to be very transparent. Sure, sure. Yeah, parents made us break up. They're like, no, you guys are you guys can't you guys are moving too fast. Yeah. yeah. For my sure. mom actually sent me out here to Houston with my dad. Okay. Yeah. From Arizona. And she sent me out here to Houston. Doesn't she realize there's more fucking girls in Houston than yeah. in Arizona? She was just like, if my mom is a I don't eight deal kids, with it. Yeah. I'm the second oldest. It's like you're getting caught at this girl's house. Yeah. You're 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 15 years old. You know you're not like you're moving way too fast. Like I I got I got a lot of kids. I'm yeah. not gonna be you know focused on yeah. trying to get you trying to keep you from doing the shit that yeah. you know, you're not supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So she sent me out here with my dad. Fucking bad idea. Curse <laughs> <encourage> shit. <laughs> Horrible dad's idea. Dad's like, here's a forty like, pack of condoms. Go figure it yeah, out, bro. My dad used to leave. So originally we're from Minnesota. So my pops used to leave the fucking Minnesota every other week. Okay. And leave out for the whole weekend. So it would just be me and my brother Dominique at the house. Yep. Just us two. Mm-hmm. The fuck do you think we were doing? We had people over there, parties. 100%. 100%. The whole yeah. fucking time he's gone. We're having parties at the house. <laughs> you know I mean? So, mom, if you're listening, moving me out here to Houston wasn't the best. Hold up. So you're, but this girl is from Arizona. So yeah, did so she move here to Houston to she follow She moved you? here to Houston for me. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it was like... You know, we were we were we were at the you know in our relationship. We were like, hey, we're soulmates. We're in this yeah, thing for, for the sure. long run. So when it came to an end, it was a shocker for me. Wow, you know, yep. huge shocker. Well, I don't want to probe too much on why, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, obviously, everybody has their reasons and their journey and their deal breakers, right? Yeah, the yeah. hard nose. Um, but uh, but man, you know, thank you for sharing that story. And you know, as you mentioned before, we jumped on the podcast. She's still a big, important part of your life, and she's probably going to continue to be one, at least for the next fifteen years, right? Yeah, 100%. You know, you guys have a child together. So, have you found that having a child inhibits your ability to date in the Houston community right now? Mm, not as much. Okay, I think more so. It's it's not a matter of other the women responding differently to me having a child. Okay. It's more so me creating um, reasons why not to be as engaged. Okay. Because I will say, like, you know, I got, I'm going to do this, and it's going mm-hmm. to be involved with my kid. I'm going to be doing this, and it's re- regarding sure. our business. So um, I find myself choosing not to be as engaged. And when I first became single, that's a different fucking. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, I got to get out there. I was exactly. like, I got to get out there. I got to try this. I need to try this dating app, that dating app, and. Yeah, because of the balance of my relationship with my son's mother and my son yeah. being there, I obviously had plenty of space to go and do whatever the fuck I wanted to do as far yeah. as like building relationships with sure, women sure, and whatnot. Sure. You know, so 
not too much of a hindrance when it comes to having a kid. Understood, yeah. understood. So what, do you go for girls that can empathize with being a single parent or do you still like the single, never been married, no kids girls? I like the ones who don't have any, don't, don't really know what it's like to be a parent. Okay, you why is that? I mean? It's just a little, it's just this kind of separation there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then they, you know, oftentimes, they're not always meeting my kid. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're not always able to get that close to really get the chance to meet my son yeah, yeah. and whatnot. But for the most part, like, when I'm with them, it's a different kind of element. Like, I'm not around my kid. Sure, sure. I'm not around, you know, the family element that I, that I create at home when my son's home with me. So I want something different. You know, when I'm... When no, I 100% yeah. agree. And I think that I kind of strive for the same thing. And mm -hmm. for many years... I didn't even post my kids to, to Instagram, right? Yeah. And, you know, I'd been on a, several first dates where they were like, oh, I didn't know that you had kids. Like, mm -hmm. that would have at least been nice to know before mm -hmm. I committed to going out with you, right? And so, <laughs> um, you know, I guess the way that I saw it was I've got my kids every other weekend. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it, it would never inhibit my ability to develop a connection and to eventually get into a serious monogamous relationship. But, you know, working with my executive life coach, I realized that if you want to attract the right people that are in it for the right reasons, they need to fully understand all the variables associated yeah. with your life. So, well, good, man. Thanks for sharing that. Well, uh, so what resources do you utilize in order to find single women? You said you used to be on the dating apps. Matt, I tried Tinder. <sighs> I tried Tinder a couple of times. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of Tinder. Okay, I wasn't a big. I wasn't really a big fan of any dating app. So I actually, <laughs> funny. So when I became single, it, part of me was like, I need a not a part of me, a big, big, you know, all of me at the time was like, okay, I need to get out there and meet new women. I need yeah. to get out there. I don't know what it's like going out there to talk to women. Yeah, approaching women at the bar. I mean, hey, all of that was foreign to me because I had been in this relationship for so long oh, like yeah. everything about that was like different and so i found myself you know watching videos on youtube shut the fuck up no, dude fuck, bro. how to meet watching... women yeah man yeah. Yeah, i'm not gonna bullshit i was watching videos like fucking i was buying books on that shit there you go yeah, yeah, fucking listening to like the fucking mystery method i'm over here fucking learning like pickup artist that's shit. hilarious no bullshit. I, this is what i was really like like yeah. hey i need to learn this shit i don't know sure yeah so i'm sitting there watching all this shit right and i'm like learning about social dynamics and i'm like okay biggest way to go out and get to meet women is to go fucking talk to them yeah go to the bar go to the go out to clubs go places where women are present yep. and go up to them and talk to them yep that was to develop confidence and that was to develop the ability to work to be quick on my feet you know yeah, you're standing yeah. in front of a woman oh yeah she's she's all she may be getting bored for a second it's 100%. like there's a there's a thousand other guys who are probably looking at the same woman like i'm going in i, I want to go in right now i'm gonna go sure. buy her a drink i'm gonna go do this so you're sitting there and you got to keep you got to keep this. You got to keep Well, this I feel like guys, dude, our competition is fucking weak, bro. Like they're keyboard warriors. They want to fucking sit behind a dating app, whether it's mm. Tinder, Bumble, yeah. Hinge, all the above. And they want to send the same fucking pre-scripted canned fucking messages. Because that shit's easy. It's easy. It's fucking easy. It requires very fucking <coughs> little effort yeah. to sit there and probably copy and paste some of this shit. Oh, everything yeah. is copy and pasted, dude. You know? And, you know, my girlfriends, they, they take a screenshot and they send it to me and they try to pretend like it's fucking original. And I'll be dead ass, dude. Like, another one of my girlfriends sent me a screenshot of the same shit, same mm. dude two weeks ago. It yeah. is 
fucking ridiculous on how everything is so canned right now. Yeah. So men can just be manipulative and play games in order to get what they want, dude. It's crazy. But that's, uh, and that's, I mean, part of it, they, it, in ways at times, it gets them what they want. Yep. So that's why they continue. Yeah, that's what work. I say. Yeah. Hey, they wouldn't do it if it didn't work. They, they wouldn't do yeah. it if it didn't fucking it work. Fucking it's getting works. them what they want. So at the end of the day, if it's, if it's getting you what you want, you keep doing it over yeah. and over again. And at some point, you grow numb to whoever gets affected by it, and you just yep. fucking keep going. Yeah. You know? Totally understand. So you say you like to approach women. Where do you go out? I would just go out on Washington Ave. So okay. I live right off of Washington Ave, so it's easy to just walk Man, around. Man, that shit court. is so packed, dude. You Man. can still approach women and yeah. concrete and yeah. kung fu and clutch yeah. and all My that. My biggest one, uh, biggest place to go to that I really enjoy approaching women at is Sugar Room. Sugar Room? Because it's more like... It's it an intimate to, setting. Yeah, the, the, you got the speakeasy kind of vibe. Yeah, I know, one hundred percent. So whenever I'm at Sugar Room, I'm usually with a woman, yeah. right? Like that's a, a great date spot, right? Mm. You know, mm. I've had a lot of success in approaching women, probably more so at like a sporting club or a, or, or a clutch bar, or even like the patio bars in the Heights. Mm. You know, yeah, um, because there's you know mass settings, big groups of girls. And I'm the guy that likes to approach groups of girls because mm. I think that um, they let their guard down a little bit, right? And whenever it's not like a one on one setting. And then you can kind of tell very quickly which is the one that like fucks with you, you know, yeah. like based on the way that they laugh or the fact that they make eye contact, you know? Yeah. And I actually had uh, lunch with my friend Allie yesterday. And she is just, like, generally a very, like, approachable and nice person. Yeah. And it was so funny because I was telling her, like, Allie, you're so sweet to where every single guy that you smile at thinks that, like, you fucking want to talk to them. Yeah, I think they got a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, I've been wondering, like, why all these guys fucking shoot their shot. And it's because, like, you're super sweet and super nice. And so I think that women that do smile and do make eye contact and do start strike up conversations right they need to be aware that they're giving off that vibe because there are a lot of women that are kind of closed off mm -hmm. they kind of turn us away if that makes yeah. sense right so uh, but anyway she doesn't hate the attention she tried to act like it was a big <laughs> deal but it's like girl i know you so anyways uh so where do you like to go on a first date then one of these girls that you pick up uh, so don't say Chipotle. Don't say Chipotle. Don't say Chipotle. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Where? Yeah, so last date that I went on, we went to Unicorn Disco. That was a, that was our first date. Damn, we was she fucking 21? No. You taking her to Midtown, bro? 20, how old was she? Yeah. <laughs> Just 23. Okay. Just dude, 23. I go to Unicorn Disco and I feel like a fucking dinosaur, bro. For real? Oh, dude, <laughs> but I'm not 27, so yeah. I get it. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that about Unicorn Disco. I always thought it was a hip spot. Whenever yeah, I would go no, there, it's I was a vibe. Like, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I never, I, I guess I felt like, I mean, I guess it felt right for like the setting for her. It was like, yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. But as far as like a general place, I'm more like a go out to dinner. Okay. You know, I would rather like yeah. us go somewhere to grab something to eat, sit down, okay, um, and just have a conversation. You know what I mean? Okay. Or even like, best thing that I like to do is my the pool at the community I live at. Okay, there's a fire pit over there. Wine yeah. by the fire is my go-to. Damn, yeah, look at you. That's wine your by the clothes. fire is my go-to. Like, On a first date, you're gonna do wine by yeah, the fire. It's very intimate. You just sit down and you just talk. Oh, I don't know. You're dude. not bringing them back to your apartment that night, maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. 
at least, you know, you're sitting somewhere where, like, you know, you may have some people over there at the sure. pool who are kicking it. Somebody's barbecuing. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it's in the evening and they're still cooking on the grill or something, you're just sitting there casually. Yeah, for sure. some wine. You got the fire Where's going. it at? Where's your apartment at? District at Washington. Oh, okay. If you, got, if you have lived at District at Washington, you know the vibe. Uh, <laughs> is that the one right there on T.C. Jester in it Washington? Indeed, man. Yeah, I used yeah. to date a girl in that building. Oh, yeah? Yeah, for sure. I got trapped in there. I got oh, you did? <laughs> Because the way that the the parking garage or the elevator opens oh, into the parking, parking garage, yeah. I was like trapped inside of the garage and I couldn't get out. And it was three thirty in the morning. But you couldn't get out the. Garage? I couldn't get out of the garage. What the fuck? I know. Dude. The gate wouldn't open. No, I didn't have a fucking clicker or anything, bro. I was like, walking. you were inside though. I was inside. I could just drive out. <laughs> I didn't have a car, bro. Oh, was Uber. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you I'm sitting there out? like, how the fuck did you build a I mean, I'm a big boy. Company, you can't get out I mean, of the I'm a big boy, but you know, the weight capacity wouldn't open the gate. So, anyways, <laughs> what were you about to ask me? You were like, you were like, which girl, bro? Which girl? I was gonna ask, uh, man. I wanted to know. Uh, I, so I actually, actually, I've dated a couple of girls in that building. So I worked at the district. Oh, okay. I was a leasing agent there sure. for many years. Back when I was in my well, I'll tell you her name. Maybe you know. uh, yeah. Brittany Vasquez. Do you know Brittany Vasquez? Uh, no, you don't nope, know her. I oh. don't. That's Damn, a, she's not twenty three. That's she's not. <laughs> you, you know all the twenty three year olds. Uh, Brittany knows she's a great lady. Brittany's she's, she's she's thirty years old. So, anyways, uh, well, good man. So, uh, I feel like you know, I just I just threw a party mm-hmm. at my house on Saturday. Today's uh, Monday. Yeah. Um, and I've got a ton of girlfriends, and that's something that like anybody that's in a relationship with me needs to be here for, right? Like, mm-hmm. and be on board with and truly understand. But I, I get a lot of stories from my girlfriends. And, dude, I'm telling you, there's some fucking crazy shit out there. But one of the comments I wanted to make was, like, I feel like women are private investigators now. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, like, even before they go on a date with you, they've already done so much research, Right? Like, have you ever experienced that where maybe like a girl already knew a bunch of like tea on you or maybe one of your friends or something like that? Or give me some insight into that. I've never had that experience. Oh, really? No, I haven't. Okay. I haven't had that experience yet. Yeah. Like, there have been girls that I've gone out with that like looked up my house on fucking Zillow and they've already seen like interior photos or they looked at like my ex wife's fucking Facebook page. Like, dude, it's insane, man. Maybe I haven't asked. Is there a question you asked to find out? Did they just tell you? Well, uh, you, you get them a couple of fucking, uh, you know, tequilas in there. And, and then it's like revving that shit off and just fucking spilling the beans? A hundred percent. Fuck no. That's Dude, a bad I'm event. telling you, my friend Alyssa, one time she matched with a guy on Tinder. And she knew right out of the gate, screenshot. She was like, Jeremy, this motherfucker is married. And I said, why? How would you know that? Like, is yeah. he responsive? Um, you know, give me some insight. And she goes, well, I can tell because in his profile photo on Tinder, he's taking it with an iPhone. You can clearly see it in the reflection in the mirror. Yet when he gave me his number to text, it was green. Ah, and she said, what man would own an iPhone and be texting on green if he didn't have something to hide? Yeah, 100%. And so, like, good for her for having the fucking internet research skills to, like, fucking know that there was a big red flag right out of the gate, you know? Yeah, to be able to catch that. To be able to catch that. You gotta say, this fucker's taking a picture with an (laughs) iPhone. 
fucking text that green. And so you know what she did, bro? You know what she, she did? did? She picked Steak 48 as a first date, mm-hmm. led him on the entire time, got the wine, got the desserts, got the entrees, took a to-go bag to her roommate, and then boom, ghosted him. Wow. She was like, that man paid for that fucking Tinder date. So That's anyways. Good, uh, she did a good fucking... <laughs> I commend her on that. I mean... Did she ever find out if the guy was actually fucking he, Yeah, he's married. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so what are some of the biggest red flags that you see whenever you just start talking to a girl? Um, You know, one of the things that I'm always looking for, maybe because I'm just a social guy and I like to talk yeah. to a bunch of people, is if somebody's a fucking asshole. Yeah? Like, if a woman that I'm with it seems kind of rude. Like, for instance, I was I went out on a date with, the, with this young woman. And she's probably gonna listen to this, so I'm gonna tell this fucking story. Yeah. She um she we're leaving the we're leaving uh fucking bottle blonde. We're leaving yeah. bottle blonde. Good ass fucking night, man. I've been I saw her a couple times before that, but yeah. she uh we're getting ready to go, and this guy's kind of driving a little close. He's pulling his car out of the yeah, park. Yeah, the valet right there, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And she hits his car, and I'm like with her fist? With her fucking fist. Oh, Guy gets out the car. And you're like, I don't know this bitch. No, no I, 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 I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I, I gotta fucking talk to this guy. No. I, gotta, I gotta handle this shit. So, I, so he gets, he's like, you the fuck in my car? He's like, looking, and she's like, yeah. I hit your fucking car. And so he comes over there, oh. like, he's like, oh, don't hit my fucking car. Who the fuck are you? Whatever, whatever, right? Yeah. So I step in, I'm like, yo, chill the fuck out. Don't talk to her that way. I'm like, talking to him, like, yeah. me and him are gonna go at it. Sure. Mind you, I'm thinking in my head, why the fuck did you hit <laughs> <laughs> you had to hit the fucker's car, like yeah. you know what I mean. So now I'm going at it with him. Security's coming over there. They're like oh. breaking us up and shit. It turns into a whole scene. And the whole time I'm thinking, why the fuck did you hit his car? Like I don't know, yeah. man. Maybe but, she was trying to test you. Maybe, maybe she, was she was trying, trying to, to see if you have balls. Yeah. Well, fuck. I stepped up. Yeah, and you passed the test. Yeah, I passed the fucking yeah. test. But I was pissed off at her. Like you gotta go. <laughs> you can't be out here. Hey, fucking hey, don't say, hey, don't say that. You gotta go. Did you ask her out again? No, we yeah, we went home. Ah! <laughs> That was the second that she knew she was going to fuck you, dude, by how you reacted to that exact I experience. Even, you know, right I never there. thought about that. Dude, girls, never, they script out everything. The whole time I was actually just, I was really like, you, like you, I was thinking to myself after yeah. she did that, I was like, I don't want to deal with fucking drama when I'm out. Yeah. You no, know what I mean? But, I, but you are right. Women will test you to they see do. what the fuck your character is. Absolutely. They'll put you in situations to see, like, hey, how are you going to handle this situation? Exactly. To see if you're a protector, if and you're you a don't, retreater. And you can't really fault them for, for doing that shit. No, but that's because the that's that what they they're out here looking for. Yeah, and in some way, I think we kind of put them through the same ringer sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyways, that's the fucking game of dating. And if you're, like, not prepared to play the game... Then you're gonna get frustrated, you know. That's a very good perspective. One hundred percent. So, anyways, maybe that maybe uh, our listeners should go watch those fucking YouTube videos. Yeah, you go watch them. that shit. <laughs> no, don't. They fucking talk about a bunch of weird ass shit in those videos. Uh, well, good. Yeah. Do you have any other big red flags, or other than the the, <laughs> the drama, the mean girl, those types of scenarios? Not. You know what? I mean, beyond that, 
not being I don't like when a woman's not that expressive. When okay. She's very reserved. Oh, very true. When she's very not, and don't get me wrong, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with being reserved. Yep. It just doesn't fit for me. Like I want I want a jazzy conversation. I want back and forth. I want a little shit talking. Yeah. A little banter. You know what I mean? I want to have a little fun with you. I want to be able to express and hear you express. I want to be like I don't want to sit on a fucking date and feel like I need to tell my whole life story and yeah. that's the end of it. I want, a ba- I want some back and forth. A yeah. tennis match. You tell me, I tell you. We give and go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and to some extent, you want it to be on kind of a deeper level than just that superficial fucking, you know, where did you go to school? Yeah. Do you want a family? You know, tell me about the last three fucking breakups that you had, right? <laughs> you should be talking about very deep stuff, right? Yeah. Because, you know, when it's all said and done... And, you know, I talked about this on previous podcasts is like, you know, it's not really all about that sexual chemistry. And I think in the beginning, that's what we make the focal point. Right. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, when you're in a serious, committed relationship, you've got your career, you've got family, you've got health, you've got Mm -hmm. fitness, you've got uh, parenthood, all these other different variables where somebody needs to be able to, like, be on the same page as you. Mm -hmm. Right. And have that same mission, vision and values. And I think that, you know, during the whole exploration of dating, we need to be able to have those tough conversations for sure. So, well, good, man. So do you go for like I'm looking at you right now, you wearing fucking leather boots to fucking do a (laughs) podcast. You're looking all swag, got the fucking chest hair out. Uh, Do you go for the girls that are super extra and high maintenance? Or do you like the girls that are maybe a little bit more low maintenance with I like the yoga the ones pants? Low maintenance. Really? You know, it, it's it's. I'm very interested in women who are very opposite from me. Okay. Like you know, like I I like to show up like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very expressive and and show up in a in a sense like fashionably and whatnot and very very you know outgoing as far as like my appearance. Yeah. Is. But when I when I the ones I'm attracted to, I'm attracted to those ones that are very subtle. But don't you, know? you believe that? you attract what you give out your, the energy that you give out. Right. So if you're extra that you're going to attract the girls that have the YSL and the Chanel and all that. Yeah. Shit. I mean, from, ex- from my personal experiences, sure. the women that I've had the privilege of dating. Yeah. They haven't been that. A lot of them aren't even like fashionably sound. Like, okay. You know what I mean? Like they're, 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 they're very relaxed in their style. Okay. And and, and no, no, I'm here for that. Yeah. Too. Right. Yeah. So, so it's like, what I what I think is they, it's it's that it's, it's that counterbalance right that counterbalance yeah. right that opposite you know they get attracted to and same for me like I get attracted to that now I've drawn women in who are more like into like dressing up and whatnot and yep. expressing themselves but it's not to say that I don't don't find them attractive but when I'm looking around I find that one that's very subtle and I'm like oh that she's pretty well you know that's that's really unfortunate dude because one of my really good friends her name is Simone. Mm-hmm. And she's in her late 20s. She's super fit, beautiful, like great personality, social, tons of friends. And she's frustrated that she can't find a guy maybe of your caliber, you know, mm-hmm. somebody that has a good head on their shoulders, um, is ambitious, is family oriented, is serious about maybe being in a committed monogamous relationship. And she's super extra, dude, like mm. the fucking designer, everything. And she goes out to Mad and Bisu and those type places. And you're telling me right now that maybe she could just tone it down a little bit, like throw on some fucking Lululemon and like hang outside of <laughs> fucking Black Swan Yoga and then you're going to find her? 
No, nah, I mean, that's for me, right? Yeah. I, mean, for her, for her, I wouldn't say for her. Don't tone it down at all. That's yeah. you. That's, that's the beautiful part about you. Sure. And there's a chance, like, let's say we were sitting here, right? And she was in this room right now and we we're having a conversation. And we were in the conversation was sparking. And what we were talking about was hitting on all different points. And we were connecting in that regard, yeah. right? There's a heavy chance that at the end of that conversation, I may look at that woman in her expressiveness and her and her stylish and her and her, yeah. all her all her. Are, oh, you know, so you're saying it's not a hard no. It's not a hard yeah. no at all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mind you, it's, it's more so when I'm out and about and I'm just in a, in a social setting, mm-hmm. the woman that will stand out to me yeah. is something, it's a woman that's a little bit more subtle. Sure. You know what I mean? And that's just, that's just what I, what I look for. Even like my son's mother. Yeah. You know, I go back to the source of women of my, of my past of dating, right? Of being in a very committed relationship. Mm-hmm. She was completely opposite as far as the aesthetic goes uh, on a physical level, right? Interesting. Yeah. She wasn't the type to be dressed up and whatnot. Now, I would go out and buy her clothes, and, and you know, if we're going to go out somewhere together, I have an outfit for her. You know, some nice heels, a nice, a nice dress that contours her body, yeah. you know, like the whole nine, right? But as far as how she shows up when we're at home or when we're relaxing or when we go out somewhere, when she shows up as she, how she wants to... She was more subtle, and I was—I didn't mind it. At no, all. that totally makes sense, and thank you for sharing that. I think there's going to be some light bulb moments that go on for some of our listeners, for sure. So you talked about that bottle blonde girl mm-hmm. and standing up for her and taking her back to the house and hooking up, right? And that was the first time that y'all hooked up. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Well, let me ask you this: so <laughs> if you do hook up with a girl, let's say on a first date. Mm-hmm. What's the probability that you're going to ask her out again? Hmm. The, let's take the bottle blonde young lady. For sure, example, sure, sure. Right? The first day we met, me and her hooked up. Okay. And we talked for months. Oh, really? Good. Yeah. Okay. We talked for, for a while. Sure. Now, there was certain, there was certain moments, like certain characteristics where I was all like, hey, like, that shit, that shit don't match how I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is fine, but it just... Didn't, we didn't she was just up. giving her attention to a lot of dudes or what? No, no, no. It was more like it was more like the attitude. It was more like it was more like a rudeness to her that was interesting. That was kind of like uh, you know, and that that hitting the car situation yeah. was like one where it was like all right, you know, it was it was very very evident like oh yeah. fuck like you know what I mean we're getting you know we're in different situations because you always you always walk around yeah with exactly fucking attitude oh yeah yeah you know. Nothing wrong with the young woman. I mean, there's a guy out there that would be perfect so for So you're saying that it's not necessarily a bad thing when a girl hooks up on a first date? Not necessarily. Because I but feel I think like that a lot it, of dudes lose interest. They think she's a hoe. That's what I was just... I, so it all depends. Like, for instance, there's, there's wholesome women who may fuck on the first night. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's wholesome men who may fuck on the first night. Yeah. It's not to say first that... First of all, every man would fuck on the first night. First of all, every fucking guy... Yeah! Bullshit. Do not bullshit. You know you will fuck on the first 100%. night. hundred percent. Given the opportunity, you're going to fuck on the first night. No bullshit. Right? But can we really sit here and judge a person on entirely because they decided to get intimate first night? No. To fuck? I don't think. No, me personally? Yeah. Absolutely not. Nah, no, right? Like there's some yeah. there's some actually some really wholesome women who have yeah. very good character that you can really build with who you may fuck on the first yeah. night. You know what I mean? Now there, uh, to go to the truth that you mentioned is that sure. it's the perspective. You fuck on the first night. Am I sitting here thinking that you're wholesome entirely? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Yeah. I'm probably not just sitting there in my mind thinking like, oh, you know, 
she just fucking sucked my dick and, f- and fucked on this. On the, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. yeah. So one would assume night. that every first date that yeah. she goes so on I'm to, gonna, she does that. Yeah. Exactly. I'm going to assume that uh, maybe you do this. Maybe that wasn't the first time yeah. you got that fucking active sure, on sure, the first sure. night. You may do this again. Sure, sure. You know? But... But if, that's not our responsibility to judge on whether or not somebody is wholesome and has character and integrity. No, who the fuck are we? Are we yeah, God? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I mean, Man, I remember one time uh, I was friends with a girl. And uh, I know she listens to the podcast. And uh, we met at McIntyre's. I made a joke. I even posted a story about her on my Facebook. And uh, I think that maybe potentially got her a little bit more interested. And so took her on a date, took her on another date. So now it's like the third time that we hung out. And we had the most incredible sex hmm. that you could ever even fucking script in a fucking porno movie, dude. It was <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. And then I took her out, you know, two, three days later and the timing wasn't right. And then I took her out on another date and I'm sitting here like, this is fucking going down. I'm about to fucking change this woman's world again, dude. Like, yeah, I was replaying all these like new moves in my mind. And I was like, what you're talking this about continuously wooing her continuously. Well, building. you know, it's continuously taking her out and having fun because yeah. I really enjoy her company. We yeah. get along. She's one of my best friends. Wow. And on this like fourth, fifth date, she says, Jeremy, do you see a long term future with me? Hmm. And I think that was a tough question to ask because there were some things, you know, maybe family dynamics, maybe ambition dynamics, vision dynamics where they were misaligned, but it didn't mean that I didn't want to spend my time with her. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. It, it didn't mean more like that I wanted timing? to have a physical relationship. No, you know, I mean, I feel like, well... There's certain scenarios where it's like if one person is religious and one person's not. Yeah. Or if one person, you know, wants to, you know, create um, a very ambitious career and then your partner does not. Right. Mm -hmm. Like those are misaligned expectations. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you can't have fun and have amazing sexual experiences with one another while being best friends. Right. That was kind of like the scenario that like was. Um, best case scenario for me in my mind, but for her, she had enough respect for herself to say, even though the sex was amazing, I'm not going to expose myself to these emotions if there's no prospect of a long-term committed monogamous relationship. And that hurt the fuck out of me, dude, because, because I didn't want to be her husband, but I wanted to be something more than just a friend. And it's kind of fucked up. Maybe it's wait, wait. Up when you me. say when you say you wanted you didn't want to be a husband, but you wanted to be something more than a friend. You mean like a boyfriend or it was no. like so, so like a best friend with benefits. Dude. <laughs> is that bad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, let's take it from her perspective. Dude, right? it was no hold bars, bro. I got a fucking on a Yelp score on a five star, uh, yeah, bro. I got ten score. stars. You got ten stars. I'm like, how did I not get a follow up on this? This is horrible. <laughs> I want to redo. Yeah. Come on. Well, I mean, let's 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 look at it from her perspective, right? Like all this, all that, all that was amazing to say, but at the end of the day, she wanted something more. She did, and she wasn't going to settle for anything less than what <sighs> she wanted. No matter how fucking good the rest of it was, yeah, she wanted something more. Yeah, you know, and it's like, can we blame her? But it's tough because yeah. every time we hang out, because she's one of my best friends today, 
And I have enough respect for her to where I'm never going to overstep that boundary ever, mm-hmm. ever, 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 ever again. Yeah. But it's like, damn, I just know. Like, there's so much chemistry in the bedroom with us. You know? <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. So anyway. So let me ask you this, man. If a girl is dating a guy that maybe was a player, right? With quotes, like a fucking player mm-hmm. in a past life. Should she be worried about him straying in a serious relationship? Mm, that's a fucking good question. Yeah. I mean, and you think about it, right? You got a history of behaving a certain A 100%. Way. Does that mean that you're going to carry that on into your, you know, the new trajectory that you yeah. have? Does that mean that you're going to keep these same habits? Fucking high chance. <laughs> He's like, he's like, if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it's probably a motherfucking duck. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. That's exactly, hilarious. Exactly, right? So, it's, it, I, I mean, it's, right, you, I, I would say at that point, if you're talking, it's just like saying what, the same question could go vice versa, right? If a man finds themselves truly attracted to a woman who wants it to, once at a time was fucking around and yeah. out there like, you know... The, the, being the same thing as a, as a, as a, what we call a fuck boy or what yeah. you call a whore, you know what I mean? They're out there doing the uh, doing the same thing. You're just yeah. enjoying yourself and you're fucking regularly. Let's yeah. remove the title of what we call them, right? And let's just say you're out there and you're promiscuous. You're out there and you're fucking around, sure, and, you're sure, sure. It and you're and you're doing whatever you're doing, right? Can this person change? Absolutely. Okay, so you do think that they can change? Hell yeah. yeah. But I mean, let's again, let's recognize. You know somebody's nature, somebody's habit. Yeah, but I think that we're all like a byproduct of the environment that we're in, right? Like the Mm. women that that are promiscuous, they may be seeking attention and infection because maybe their their father wasn't present in their life, right? Or they um, were traumatized by a a relationship at a very young age to where they didn't feel like they were worthy enough or or pretty enough to be in that relationship, right? And so I think that if we understand somebody's past, then maybe we can, you know, develop the solution to overcome those challenges going forward and in the future. And, you know, I mentioned um, earlier about having lunch with my friend Allie. Mm -hmm. And that was one thing that she was like super self-aware about was like recognizing how past experiences can, you know, influence you know, what you want and what you're looking for, you know, in a partner going forward, yeah. you know, it, it, whether it's somebody that's body shaming you because they are a little bit further along in their fitness journey or whether it's somebody that's maybe more successful in their professional world and they're giving you some element of like guilt and shame that you're not, you know, potentially on their level. Right. But it's a matter of like truly understanding where they're coming from. That way you can empathize and relate to what it is that they're, you know, making decisions about, right? Got so, you. So, like, with the, with the question about, you know, can a fuck, you know, can a, can a guy who had a, a promiscuous past, can yeah. he change? Yeah. And can a woman, can a woman be trustful, be trusting of him to yeah. change? The question is, okay, what is the past? What, what made him decide, you know, to go out and just be consistently fucking around and like that to, to take on that lifestyle? Does it come from insecurity and trying to fulfill a void? Or is it actually like, Hey, I'm just enjoying life and I can detach from this at any moment. You know what I mean? Because there's mm-hmm. like there's a difference. There's some guys, like we mentioned, like we were talking about before we got on here, right? Yeah. There's some guys who want to portray a certain lifestyle and whatnot and to draw on women to be able to get with them and whatnot. And 
that is, it's oftentimes stemming from an insecurity. They're like, hey, I want to feel this. I want to feel important. I want to feel valid. And the way that I feel this is by going out and getting more women. And I portray this lifestyle because it, it is what gets me what I mm-hmm. want to be able to feel valid, to be able to feel validified, right? Yeah. So the question is like, you know, that, that comes to the same thing. Like when asking that question, like, can a woman trust a man? Well, what is his past? You know, yeah. What in what variables happened that maybe transformed his outlook, right? I mean, yeah, that, because yeah. I don't think a guy wakes up one day and just decides I'm done being a fuck boy, right? You know, maybe it's potentially, you know, uh, losing a parent or having mm-hmm. some type of trauma in their life, right? Yeah. Maybe losing their job and having to start up from scratch and maybe wanting some stability and and uh, something in their life, right, that they mm-hmm. can look forward to. You know, I know for me, when I was 25 years old and got married, you know, I grew up without a dad. And so I'd always known that I wanted to have kids and I wanted to live in the suburbs and I wanted to have the white picket fence. And I wanted, you know, to have that picture perfect life with somebody that was going to be an amazing mother and nurturer for our family. But the decision that I made at 25 years old because of the vision that I had at 15, that can quickly change when now you're 35 and you're in a completely different financial situation, right? You've been exposed to so many different life experiences, right? To where it quickly evolved into me wanting something a little bit different than what I had at 25, right? And so yeah. I think that's one thing that we all need to recognize is like we go through seasons of life mm-hmm. where what we want does change, yeah. right? And what you're saying at 27 years old on this podcast might be different than even another 27-year-old because he's not a father, Right. Um, And so I think one of the things that our listeners need to recognize is that the the name of this podcast is what men want. But we all want different things based on the life experiences that we've had to endure during our fucking time on this earth. For sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, good, man. So let me ask you this. Have you ever been in love? Yes. Okay. How many times? I know about Mm. maybe the one. You know, it's interesting looking back okay. on the relationship that I was in. Um, I don't, I, I don't know if I actually knew what it meant to truly love. Okay. Um, as committed as I was, as deep into that relationship as I was, as long as it was, um, there was so many different. There was so many different variables taking place in my own growth as a man that I was really. Part of the big reason why we're our separation is because I wouldn't give time, mm-hmm. you know, oftentimes to my woman. Wow. You know, I would oftentimes be thinking like, oh, I need to build this. I need to do this. I need to be around these people and be in this social setting. And I was very much so thinking that I need to be elsewhere yeah. to try to build this lifestyle that I wanted to, to, you know, to bring back something to what we had at home. Yeah. But it wasn't really that that was my excuse just to get elsewhere and go do something you know oh so you're saying that 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 was just an excuse then that wasn't really the fundamental no i was just thinking that i i was sure giving myself the excuse of wanting because i feel like men give that as an excuse all the time right like i'm not ready to put a ring on it because we don't own a house yet exactly or i haven't gotten that promotion or i need to finish grad school Mm. or xyz and so yeah. what you're saying, at least in your experiences, those are all just fucking excuses. Those are all just fucking excuses. 
Those are all excuses, man. I, I proposed at the age of, of when I, I proposed at about, tw- uh, yeah, I proposed at 22. 22? Yeah. I could have married that woman. Yeah. Married that young woman. Wait, in, in, in between that time? Yeah. I could have been married her. Truth was, she used to say this to me all the time. She said, you love me, but you're not in love with me. You know? Yeah. She used to say that. And looking back on that, I believe she was right. Yeah. And I still find myself in a space now where it's like, you know, as I learn more about myself, I learn more of what it means to truly love. Yeah. So to be honest, to answer your question, as hard as this is the first time I'm ever actually openly admitting this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So shout out to this fucking podcast. Sure, sure. <laughs> it's, moment here is to, it's to honestly say that. Yeah. No, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't been in love before. Yeah. So I've defined it on previous podcast episodes. Because I've been in love one time. Hmm. And I guess that one time can be times four uh, because of the byproduct I have from that relationship. (laughs) Um, But I think that you can define true love as would you take a bullet for that person? Yeah. Would you, without a doubt, muscle memory, don't even need to think about it, gun goes off, you jump in front of the bullet. And murder yourself in order to save that person's life. If you can't definitively say that, hmm. that's not true love, dude. Yeah, you know that's ego love. Yeah, that's, that's this makes me this that this makes this feels good. Yeah, this feels right. This is convenient. I like the way that people perceive me because I'm in this relationship. Yeah, whatever it is, because true love, there's nothing in this world that you wouldn't do for that person. You put their needs first, above all else, even whenever it means the safety of that individual. And for me, that was my ex-wife, which I would still take a bullet for to this day, because guess what? My kids need their fucking mom. That's one of the things that we all need to realize is children need moms. 100%. Yeah. Not to say that they don't need dads, but you know, hey, look, if I wasn't on this earth, maybe they're going to be in a tackle football league with fucking Coach, uh, fucking coach Christian, right? But, uh, um, but it's my ex-wife and my three kids. And, you know, whoever it is that's going to go on to this journey during this next phase of life, right? And there's a couple of people that I'm very optimistic about, right? Um, about exploring a potential dating relationship with. Um, but I think they're going to need to be on board with recognizing that Jeremy, me, I'm in love with somebody other than them. And I do believe so that you still. can. Yeah, but it's different, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it is 100% different. Yeah. You know it's that. more. It's, it's more like a deep care for that person. Yeah. As you mentioned before, but... Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah, well, good, man. Well, so let me do this. We've got about five minutes left. What I want you to do for the rest of this time is I want you to paint the perfect picture of what you see in a future wife, mm-hmm. right? Maybe their qualities, um, maybe their physical appearance, maybe their career. Where do you guys live? Give me some insight into the, your vivid vision of the future. Hmm. I love that you... Is that a tough question? No, no, no. I, I love that you ask deep questions that, you know, cause a man to think. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not surface level by no means. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, I, I imagine the person that I fall in love with to be one very nurturing, you know, and that to say, like, 
with knowing how my life with having a child and whatnot when it comes to falling in love with somebody not just dating falling in love and that person becoming us becoming close and it, them being brought you know to my child I want somebody there who's nurturing um, I want somebody there who who's, who can express themselves intimately mm -hmm. I want somebody who's willing to be vulnerable and transparent with who they are as far as you know the self and their entirety as I am willing to do so myself you know um, beyond that I want somebody who is motivated and has their own aspirations I love the idea of building with somebody who has their aspirations of building for themselves as well mm -hmm. who has goals and and, and uh, you know and things that they that excite them mm -hmm. you know versus it just being myself focusing on my own goals I want yeah. to be with somebody who has theirs Absolutely. so we can share mm -hmm. the fruits of our labor um, and beyond that I want somebody who's who's funny who's <laughs> wearing you know, a clown sure. that's the biggest thing I want somebody who's able to joke around and be able to talk about the things that people are, are uncomfortable to talk about and yeah. like to laugh about these things and to you know to express emotions mm -hmm. uh, regarding things that are very difficult to mm -hmm. you know and, and, uh, and very very out there I should say but to paint that's how I paint that perfect picture of that person yeah. if you're yeah. out there right now you uh, let me like, actually give me my Instagram, no. Mister Mister Doc. <laughs> no, no, yeah. So what is your Instagram? No, because Mr. I feel Neighbors. like yeah. so I feel like that's a very vivid vision of what you visualize. And you know what's funny is you didn't say a beautiful black princess. Mm -mm. You didn't say a super hall, you know, hot tall blonde, right? Mm. Um, because I don't think that those characteristics are isolated to you know race or height or weight or anything like that right um and i think that that's one thing that women get hung up on is that they think that they need to look a certain way mm -hmm. in order to attract the energy that they want in their life to be in a long-term serious committed monogamous relationship well, so much is painted and for me that. that's not the case man yeah. yeah so much is painted around that mm -hmm. so what do you think about that is that fucking bullshit I mean, Society I mean, and let's, imagery. Let's, let's let's not let's acknowledge the fact that we all have this appreciation to to beauty and certain aesthetics. Sure. But let's acknowledge also in that same in that same in that same breath to say that doesn't necessarily articulate you know true compassion and true love. Absolutely, not. it doesn't articulate yeah. that. You know what I mean? It's a it's a present element in like a person's appearance or a presentation. Yeah. But does that mean that that that's what you're gonna fall in love with? No. Mm -hmm. I've met plenty, plenty of very beautiful people who are really fucked up. <laughs> oh, physically beautiful. Yeah, physically who are beautiful. Fucked up mentally. Physically and socially. beautiful people who are yeah. really fucked up, who really don't have a care for other people who yeah. you know who, you know, but there are some other folks who show their compassion differently. Yeah. You may not say they look like a runway model. Yeah. But fuck, goddamn, can she fucking tell a good joke? You know, absolutely. God damn, can she make me laugh? And is she clowning in this damn bar today, like having me over here rolling on my ass, <laughs> fucking cheesing from ear to ear, fucking yeah. happy as fuck, talking about something. I want to see her again. Yeah, you know, like yeah. like this one woman I, I, I'm seeing right now. Who man, she's on my mind daily. Yeah, I you know have one too. Yeah. yeah, she's on my mind daily. It's because there's characteristics about her that aren't about her beauty. It's just she's she's fun to be around. 
Absolutely. You know, she's fun to... She, she brings the best out of she yourself. She brings the... Fu- man, you... My guy. Yeah. Who do you want to be with? You want to be with somebody who brings the best out of you. Like, we can go through this whole conversation and talk yeah. about all these fucking theories and philosophies and all this shit about dating. But at the end of the day, we want somebody who brings the best out of us. Yes. We want somebody when we're around them, they, they make us feel, you know, obviously you have to have that self, you know, that self-resilience to mm-hmm. think about yourself positively, mm-hmm. right? But you want somebody who reminds you of how appreciative you can be for yourself and how appreciative you can be for somebody mm-hmm, else. Mm-hmm. And that shit means a lot. It does you know? mean a lot, dude. It means a hell of a lot. Well, good, man. Yeah. Well, you got super open and vulnerable at the end right yeah, there, bro. Man. We got to. Yeah. That's, that's what this is for, man. That's why I love what you're doing here is because it's, it's giving every man, it's giving men an opportunity to share these things, you know? To talk you know, it's giving, it's giving guys an opportunity to share what we really didn't even know what was buried deep down in there, right? Because it becomes so easy to just swipe right on what we think is hot and sexy. Yeah. But then we fall into this trap of recognizing that we're constantly unfulfilled or underwhelmed is the right word. Mm -hmm. But if we truly know what it is that we're looking for, what men want, right? Mm -hmm. Then I think that we can actually give ourselves a fucking fighting chance at finding it. So... Yeah. Well, good, man. Well, awesome. It was great right, to meet yeah. you, bro. It was a pleasure, We're man. coming up on an hour. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and wrap. But if you need to get a hold of Christian, it's just mr.neighbors. Yeah. N-A-B-O-R-S. Awesome. Hit Very him up simple. on Instagram and we can go from there. See you. I mean, I let it go. <laughs> Welcome to the first episode of Jeremy, Maddie, and Melon. Hi. Where we talk about bitches, hoes, and fledges. <laughs> hey. And money. Wait, yeah, it's money. So No, welcome to the What Men Want podcast with two girls who want men and Period. probably That's who it. you guys and are listening for to learn how to even date women. And well, we're here to we're get, we're here to spill, and we're Houston's finest, so let's go. So I'm I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna address the elephant in the room, and I've got a six foot tall model in front of me. And it's that. Oh my gosh. Where am I? And <laughs> and I want to know. What trauma have you experienced in your life, Mary Ellen, to where you feel insecure, even that's looking much. in the mirror? I think that's much. at the person that I see in front of me today. What's going on? Give me the tea. How nitty gritty are we trying? To I you, this is all Madison. That's, that's a tough question. Super nitty gritty because guess what? We've all, we're all three very intelligent, self-aware individuals. Yeah. And I think we can all pinpoint our own insecurities, but I've known you for a total of probably eight hours and it doesn't add up. I need to know more. So I feel like the thing is there's a difference between like, like I've opened up to you today. Like I'm very insecure in general. There's a difference between people who are insecure and don't own it. Sure. Like, I know I'm insecure. And I know that, like, my tendencies are because... Or the reason I am the way I am is because I'm insecure. Um, and the way you introduce it as, like, a six-foot model. Like, yeah. people, if anyone listens, is like, okay, that... Like, how could she be insecure? But, like, I feel like everybody has insecurities. Um, looking at me, you probably are like, hmm... 
nothing. There's mm-hmm. no problem. Sure. Zero. Yeah. But I come from a very nice family, very nice upbringing. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever been told no. But like I was saying earlier, like my brother is a heroin addict in yeah. prison. Um, like he's like the only guy figure in my life where I, other than my dad, my dad's amazing and I have a very good relationship with him, but it's just like that older brother figure who's supposed to be there for you and kind of like guide you and Mm -hmm. like guide the way. I just never had that, but knowing that it's there, like he's, he exists, Mm -hmm. but I can't talk to him. I physically can't. And so you're saying the fact that your brother chose that journey that that contributed to you losing a lot of self-confidence? I feel like it's because I have, I put such high standards on myself yeah. because it's like, you know, when I was in high school, I never drank. I never did drugs. Um, I never, when I went to college, my first sip of alcohol was in college Yeah. because I was like, okay, I can't be my brother. Like yeah. I have to like be unbelievable for my parents mm-hmm. because they've already been down this unbelievably like hard road yeah um so i feel like i put a lot i've always since i've been younger my my brother's been in prison since i was in third grade understood so it's like i've had that pressure on me since i was younger to like be better than him which isn't hard you know being with circumstances but it's like i want to be unbelievable for my parents and i feel like that the like level I put myself on is like too unattainable. Yeah. To where like it created a lot of insecurities. And even Parents my are the cause of all Well the thing is my dad also is like I think because like that's his only son. Yeah. And he feels like he maybe failed. He kind of was like, Okay, Melon and my younger sister Aaron, like you let's go you need to get you need to be more tan. You need to be better at your at we were with swimmers like you need to be better at swimming we're gonna get you private coaches we're gonna at xyz and it was just like always never enough so i feel like that's where all the insecurities came from if that answers your question i don't even know what my question was I but that was a lot. my parents have never no one ever in my life has said i'm proud of you <laughs> I call bullshit because I think there, were, college was the only time. there were probably no, two people show, tonight at this They didn't table show up to my master's degree. They didn't show up to any graduation of my master's. They didn't show up. They didn't think about my business. Nothing. Never. But when they when I do bad, that's when they say something. They don't talk to me unless it's bad. Period. Because you think that the bar has been raised so high for your family because you guys have experienced so much financial success? No, because other than my grandpa, everyone is a fucking idiot. Why? Tell me why? <laughs> I'm the smartest one other than my grandmother. But and tell my me why. But tell me why. Because they're legitimately not smart people, is what you're saying? Is this getting foolish? <laughs> <laughs> I think Madison is extremely driven. Like the first thing she My grandfather and my grandmother are entrepreneurs. They are they came from nothing and are hard workers. However, my mother was, was the benefit of that. Her life. She wants to be a student because she... No, I want to get a... She wants to be a trophy wife. My, no, my passion, I want to get a law degree. I want to get a PhD. I love school. Because when I'm in school, I love learning. Yeah. I'm so... I'm very smart. Like, I have photographic memory. Actually, like, everyone my whole age look at me. You would think I'm a fucking dumb as a rock. All my friends are like, low-key, she's so fucking smart. And even my mom... She doesn't say much nice things, but when she does, she said, Madison, hands down, 
is the smartest person ever. I'm like, <laughs> why do you think that people would think that you were dumb as a rock when they looked at you? Because I think as, like she said, a protective mechanism. I put on happy, dumb, bubbly. It's a mechanism. I'm a her. bubbly personality on the outside and inside. Like you just asked very... me, what are my insecurities? This is an insecurity. Yeah, yeah like for my for my family, they want everyone, like no matter what, how bad it was or what happened. Everyone put on a fake face. No one talked about anything. And you know what? If you're smiling and you're making good grades, for me at least, I think in my head, I was like, as a kid, like I was like, if I make good grades, if I smile, like they can't get mad. They they can't do anything to me. And you know, in the long term, it didn't work out. Like that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> but even as an adult, like when I fucked up, like lately, and I got help, and you know, I really had a moment. Like, I'm like, I mean. I was happy. Like, I was killing it. I had a master's degree. Like, I was, like, had no worries in the world, you know? But one day I woke up, and I was just like, I know there's something in me deeply that I'm unhappy. And I want to go take a moment, and I'm finally an adult to where I can realize. You know what I mean? Like, back in the past, you can do stuff and blow it off. I just came to realization that I'm old, and something's wrong, and I want to get to the bottom of it and finally feel normal so because i yeah. know i'm smart i know i'm cute like i know all the things that are capable for me but my mind holds held me back so i did it because you know what you had to and my parents never once i'm proud of you they were never, no graduation nothing i mean never once anything i've done anything Do you have I've siblings done. yes did they go to your sibling stuff Kind or do of. your siblings uh, share the same? My whole thing, so when I was a kid, like, I wanted to join Girl Scouts, for instance. This is yeah. a perfect example. My mom didn't want to drive many Girl Scouts, so she told me that Girl Scouts is for lesbians, and I said, what is lesbians? And she said, you're not allowed to go to Girl Scouts. She doesn't, she loves Girl, lesbians. We have gay, no, she loves Girl Scouts. She loves gay people, but she just didn't want to drive me there. Like, literally, I wasn't allowed to play any sports. So it was just, like, a excuse for her to not... Go. And I didn't even know what a lesbian was. She loves lesbians. Her, she's friends at us. I mean, <laughs> we have gay people in our family. I mean, there's nothing about that. It was just an excuse for her not go. And she did not... My parents, that was the thing. I had a big mind. I want to do things. And my mom just didn't want to participate mm-hmm. i was supposed to be a baby model when i was little i was like little and i was like i want to be a child for this well anyway my mom takes me because she's like whatever i'll just take her it's local well i fucking they were like we want to fly. i was it was like baby time okay like i had beautiful ringlets like it was like three four five like cute age they try to fly me to new york to be a fucking baby model like legit like i like made the cut and my mom told me I didn't get it. But you did get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so sad. And it just so goes on and on. you recorded anything at all? As the baby model? No, because her mom told me. No, her. she Aww. told me I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it goes on and on from I'm there. So there's tired. deeper. I feel like Brooke right now. There's deeper fucked up or shit. You know what I mean? Let's, let's see if it Yeah. So what is unknown about me? I was going to say, what, like... I don't know. Ask a serious question. Like, what? What would you give your own? If you you hear our insecurities, sure, I have my own insecurities. Your advice to us. 
easy advice to you advice to us you hear we've been telling you all online about like our insecurities like what would be your advice to us you, so so yeah what's your insecurity Why do you so i have my, 20 year olds every day because if you can relate then I, I can tell you, you hop around you, you hop around you have to admit so do you want to hear my advice to you That's or my I own said, insecurity well, i want to hear before i even from, met you i said oh jeremy got a girlfriend because she told me about you i said oh he's with a girl and then i looked at she was like no look at that because she was like he's she's like it's a different girl right yeah well, I want to hear, like, knowing, like, you having your own insecurities and then hearing our insecurities, you dealing with, obviously, you're being not much older, but being older than mm-hmm. us and, like, dealing with them, your insecurities, like, longer. Yeah. What's your advice to us having your own insecurities? Yeah, so I think the biggest... And marriage advice. Yeah, so well, I think well, that the biggest... So. <laughs> I don't really care about that. No, but, like... <laughs> You so, got divorced for a reason, so when did you get married? What age? But I got married at 25. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, so you were young, age. and you, yeah. do you think you shouldn't have got... Well, you have kids, so it's different. Yeah, so... Like, so we're not married, and we're 26, I'll and answer, now people are pushing that back. So 100%. Awkward. So I'll answer the first question. But our parents so, like, you yeah. need to be married by this. So as far as insecurities, I think that one of the things that we need to continue to recognize is we're all smart people. But sometimes we can get tunnel vision, right? Yeah. And one of the cool things that I know that I've done is I've consistently gone through therapy during multiple phases of my life, right? And so like two years before my divorce, kind of like during my divorce, a year after my divorce, and then for the past year I've been going through therapy. And so really what therapy is, is it's not... An accountability partner. It's not somebody that's going to tell you what to do. It's just a forum where you can be in a safe space for you can audit your own thoughts. And they help you proceed to like your... Exactly. To where it started and what it is and to stack that and how to cope from that and be better. Exactly. And so that's what my advice would be when you say hearing our insecurities. I would say that like whether you're winning at life, whether you're winning at relationships... No one's ever winning at life fully. Well, I'm winning at life. You are. And you're probably winning at life. But I think like, her up. and her, like, yeah. brain, and I agree, is like, even though no, you No, but there's be, always areas for improvement. Exactly. 100%. So, but what I'm saying yeah, is... Yeah, like, I will never be fully happy because I, having, like I will never make my, anybody in my family happy because they down. always... But my family thinks me as a drug addict or this or this, but it's like not. Like, they won't even, they don't even know me. They don't even know me as an adult. I understand. They've never asked one thing about me. So to your point, I, like, yeah. I hear what you're you saying. Have the discipline and the humility yeah. to go through therapy because it can well, I open do that. Up. I've gone to two rehabs. And, and another thing is, I'm like, to your, your point. No, but what's, it's not good advice because no, it is for me. No, this is advice, right? Like, <laughs> no, not everyone should get to your point. Y'all, it's like, y'all I've gone so much, right? but I've gone so much. I'm so self-aware that every I'm almost Every night, like, up. after I drink, <laughs> I'm sitting, or not every night, but, like, for the past, next couple days, that's another I drink, thing. I feel I like get really, really, really bad anxiety. Can yeah. I tell you something? Wow, I, I done, anything I'm me, me. I have done. Oh my god, I've done the most unspeakable things. Melon, blah, 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 yeah. and I think about myself, and I'm like, oh my god, myself, myself, Melon. myself. Melon, yeah. no, this is well, important for our friendship. No, this and is I'm important. like, oh myself, myself, myself. Yeah. What did I do? What did I say? But then I have to like get out of that tunnel vision that you were talking about and think like, holy shit, like. Everyone else is sitting there for the next couple days thinking the exact same thing. Because when I'm thinking about myself, no, I'm please not thinking about me, anyone else. Please let me. Mm. Madison about, needs to go. I'm thinking about myself. Marianne. Yeah. 
Mass, if I you want to... anyone else did. Kind of like that. Mostly because I don't remember. Kind of like the conversation earlier when I said we need to say something just to be good friends. Let's screw it. That is another thing. I feel like every time we go out or something, you get anxiety, which I get all the time. You repeat back to us. Me and Sarah, or even me. I did this. I'm so embarrassed. I did this. We. But a lot of time I don't. I'm not even with you. Just, well, here's no, the No, but funny, sometimes like you went to Tillman for Tita's house and got naked in the pool. Well, I think. All right, we cannot. <laughs> okay, but guess what? I. There's no reason for you to look at me in the face. Like it's not about your judgments. You can hate yourself in private, but when you're talking to me, like you seemed ashamed. I was like, bitch, what? Like. You can have anxiety about your own actions and stuff, but how you were explaining it to us was anxiety, okay? And it was not necessary, because, like, I want you to know, like, you don't need to, even when us, when we got fucked up before that, and you were like, I was like a freshman night on Silver like, bitch, we can go, we can do that together, and we yeah. don't, it's fine, it's it, fucking it's, fine. It, it's so funny. You don't have to feel bad ever My. about anything you did. And then for, and even if you do feel bad, you don't have to explain it to me as talking to us as so you it's feel so, guilty. Like we're here for you and we love that. It's thing. so funny. Like I think that like you know human, I think that humankind, we're like predisposed to see the good in people. And like my best friend. I really do give everybody. The yeah. My best that. friend, his name is Sean McDonald. I'm telling you, you never have to like. And <laughs> Sean's been in a relationship <laughs> for about two and a half years. And oh about six God. months ago, he moved to the woodlands and like abandoned me, you know, because he wanted to like, he wanted to pursue a serious committed relationship with this girlfriend of two and a half years. You might as well move to Dallas. And one day he sat down with me because I was, you know, I was in my feels and I was, and I was venting about, you know, my insecurities and, you know, I'd lost somebody that I legitimately thought that I loved and she's still in my life to some extent, but it's not in like a serious committed relationship. And so it's, I struggled with that, but Sean sat me down and he looked at me and he literally said, dude, if you could only see yourself through the lens that everybody else sees you, he's like, you have no idea. You think you're a great guy. Yeah. I don't think that I'm a great guy. You think oh, you're a cool guy. But the thing is... So I don't. I think I, I'm cool. Well, like, yeah. I met you the other day. It's really rare yeah. you make someone... Like, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like, this guy's so cool. Like, he's well-connected. He, he's fun. He, that was he's, my, like, can hang with yeah. us. Well, Soraya said a lot of good things about you. I have, no, I mean, I think well, all those thing. things. No, but, you know, I'm insecure about my... I'm I'm chubby. I'm older. I've got three kids. I'm balding, right? Like, all those things. really... Like, you might think she didn't like you. She really talked you up. Like, back yeah. in the day well, before I, I even her. lived here. Yeah. No, she was like, I wish you lived here so you could meet my friend Jeremy. Like, yeah. even the other day. You know I, what I mean? But, like, when we met you, yeah. like, I've been wanting to meet you. Like, yeah. just as, even as a friend. Like, yeah. like straight up. Like, she talked so much. I was like, I would like to meet them. It's like, because Soraya has her own thing. And Morgan's kind of a bitch. I'm like, I could probably be this guy's best friend. Like, legit. I was like, no, really. Yeah. Because, like, you know what I mean? And... Well, Soraya like, used to be the girl that sat in that chair right there. And for whatever reason, she's, she's fucking gone funny. out of my life. She's out half. I mean, I'm her best friend. I like she's canceling plans yeah. on me and not telling me. Yeah. No. I so mean, she's I don't, going I don't through her own shit. No, but you I do agree I mean? with you. It's like. But like, I think. Like, it's like that's if what, we could only see ourselves. It was my point. We saw the post soak and I was so excited. Like, I was like, I'm so glad I got to meet. Like, I've heard about you for like three years. We get, you, but you hate yourself, but I was so excited to meet you. And then he messaged, and I was like, oh, he's a good friend. 
I hate no, myself. You don't hate, but what? you're saying you're saying that. I'm tough on myself. I'm saying I was excited. You're tough. You're well, tough. everyone's tough. But I was so I'm just like you know like I was so excited. I was like I've been wanting to meet this guy. Yeah. Like this is so fun. Like, yeah, thank God. for sure. You know, and Teresa pussy and oh my God. you seem like a perfect. I love her. She's I mean, I, I like it's kind of people. And I you know, like, like society. That's one thing. Is like a successful man. And by the way, your age and the kids, people will do it, and your age isn't like it, that's perfect. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're expecting a 37 year old guy to have kids, is what you're saying. Honestly, you're no, yeah, no. I'm saying I'm you're saying my age 29. and all this. Yeah. I wouldn't even date. I honestly, right now, in my mindset, I don't uh -huh. really want anybody. But I wouldn't even pick a guy in her 30s. I'm going 40 and up. No up. shit. 100%. So she told I'm me the other disqualified? day, she was like, no, 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 listen to this, listen to this. <laughs> she told me the other day, she goes, yeah, no, I went through all the boys, so I'm going for their daddies now. Fuck yeah, I'm here for that. Daddies like me better. <laughs> well, here's the deal. I and a about lot this. of boys use me and they manipulate me and I fell in love. And then they told my friend like last yeah. year in Mexico before my mental breakdown, Aww. the guy, I thought we were love my life. We never fought. He told my friends, I just want to be in her family. I should have dated her sister because she's too crazy and outed me. Wow. Yes, exactly. Well, imagine that. So I'm like, you know what I mean? There's a lot to deal with. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Why the fuck? And this is the when the money comes in. I truly based on personality. But at the end of the day, in my heart, if you have no job and you're doing nothing for yourself, you don't even... One thing is not having it and having goals. If you have no desire say, or I dreams, would rather marry drive. Than that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. As I don't care how broke you are. If you have dreams and you want to do big things, no, and you want to travel. Bullshit. No, because no, you can no, have no, dreams no. at 25, but if you're 35 and you haven't realized them, no. But listen, you're a loser. Loser. no. But like that's you're what I'm saying. We want drive. No, drive. Jeremy. Yeah, I've talked to guys. So I've talked to guys who I'm like, I want to go to. Let's say I want to go to Mount shows. This guy. He honestly just had a good dick. I hate to say this, but yeah. he was from a small town. He was from the yeah. suburb of Belmont. Well, in my head, you know, I've always just had a guy who asked me, like, we'll go to dinners, so whatever. He was like, he literally never once bought me dinner, even if it was Sonic. Never once bought me a drink. Sonic. Never once did anything. Well, when you got that you fucking never, dick. Wait, he never bought you no, but, but at some point, like, for some example. fucking his, ocean water? No, his car got towed. His car got towed. His car got towed, and he literally screamed and said, "You told me to park there. You're fucking paying." Aww. And then after that, he bought drinks on my card, which I'll pay all day. But like you, you couldn't even. If you cannot, I'm sorry. If your car gets towed and you really truly, yeah, cannot fix yourself out of it, or you have no goals to even try to live a life better than what you're living, I don't want a part of it. So I'm gonna disagree with you a little bit. But okay. I'm sorry, but if no, like, no, hold on. you have no goals or no, aspirations, no, no. like if you're a little guy from a little small town and you're like, I would never go Let to me Europe, you. and you're putting your hands down on that. Let me tell you something. You can only morph from somebody. They're so, always going to be insecure. So that's not absolute. So here's the deal. In order for a relationship to be successful, you've got to share three things. You've got to share the same mission. You've got to share the same vision. Well, and you have to share the same values. Well, there was none of that. So here's the thing, right? So when you talk about the mission, like why are we doing this, right? Do we want to save the whales? Do we want to 
um, be, you know, super famous? Do we want to be super yes. successful? Let's get famous. So here's the thing. So <laughs> do, are we on the same page? You can have the same mission, right? Like, Jeremy, what, you can what, have other girlfriends, but we should get on TV shows say we're dating and get fucking famous. No, we should just date. That's fine. That? Let's get famous. Okay. So the point that I'm making is, the point that I'm making oh, is, <laughs> the point that I'm making is, ambition and drive are important to you two, right? Do y'all follow? Um, ambition ambition or drive, and drive. Or, or, so that's one of your values. So, but you need. I broke with my ex boyfriend because he would sit and play Fortnite all day. But you need. See, that was never. I want to do this. That was never value to me until I started getting used. But you need to recognize that that's not everybody's journey. Wait, can I say one thing? Because I want your opinion. Where one of their values might be video games. Wait, I have your opinion because I want you to. This might recategorize my value. Okay, so what's so fucked up? The guy who said that bad thing about my family who was using me at the end of the day. When I brought him around, he could at least fake it and never was insecure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas the other guy would have come in and it might have treated me better, but was insecure. And around people that were, he was insecure around, he would make it and make everyone uncomfortable. Yeah. Loki, at the end of the day, even though the other guy was in there for the wrong reasons, I would almost rather somebody who go in there and play. No. No, not play, but like not make everybody be, not for someone to be like, I'm so this i can't do this like y'all's life you know what i mean like point out that where they at or at is not normal like 24 7 i'm saying like bad bad yeah like denny i'm talking about denny yes damn just blasting a motherfucker by the first name on the podcast look at you is this on it's on AF. What are you talking about? I thought you Is it turned on? It off. No. You so, turned it back on. No, it's been it's on. Not. So, <laughs> so you got to share the same mission, right? Yeah. Like, why are we doing this? What is the reason why we're in this, right? The second thing is you got to share the same vision. Vision. So my wife and I, of nine and a half years, we had the same values. I think that's the reason why we still fuck with each other. We're best friends. We're great co-parents. We're fucking amazing. Okay. The reason why we grew apart is we had different visions. So here I was thinking that I was a 10 out of 10 fucking husband because we were building the $2 million custom house. We had the cars. We had, you know, every outside single thing in, outside amazing. looking in. It was fucking awesome. And her vision was Jeremy was the coach on the kids' soccer team, the coach on the kids' baseball team. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they're at home at the dinner table at 530, reading books to the kids, saying the, grace. The thing right? you want. So that he, wasn't what you were. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> not Is she wrong? Is she wrong to want that? Of course not. That's her dream. That's, That's her dream. vision. I had a different it's vision. That's not my vision. I had a single mom who made $19,000 a year working at fucking... The Elizabeth Arden counter in Dillard selling fucking makeup. But you want and somebody who everybody's out was, there pushing but still being a good parent, but we hustling. Calm down, baby. My vision <laughs> was a dad that provided financially because I never had that opportunity, right? And so here I was thinking that I was an A plus. But you do what you're And she thought I was you. a C minus, right? And she thought that she, she was an A plus. And I yeah. thought she was a B minus, right? And so we had misaligned visions. And so I think that it's very important to have those discussions, not only at the beginning of a relationship, to say, hey, look, do you want to like move back to Beaumont or do you want to like live in a high rise in Houston? 
Do you I want to? But you, see, but you see what I'm saying? <laughs> there might be somebody where they it's might they might think, oh, I'm marrying a Beaumont girl, and then that's what their intent is. You may is. think that you're perfect for each other, but then when you really like get down to the nitty gritty. Hey, like, if you're in you Beaumont, if you're it. from Beaumont, you're a listener. I'm the exception. I hope you guys, oh, y'all do already on. know this. Ariana's bougie too. She's not I'm, country. Enough. I plead the fifth. <laughs> but I mean, I actually, I really agree with that. Not that I'm like experienced really in relationships or anything, but like when I'm, I moved across the country for a boy and lived in DC. And when I thought like he was going to be my husband, never asked, rely on a man for shit. He asked for my hand. Brought here marriage, making money. What happened? Brought here making and money. And then he, to one of my coworkers <laughs> was like, she comes from way more money than I do. I'll, I will never be able to provide the lifestyle that she's used to. True. Do I agree now looking back on it? Yes, but... So you dumped him for this? He dumped me. Oh, no. No, no one in my life will ever he be able to provide... out of insecurities. Wow. The thing is, it was like, I was okay. Not that I... I don't... I don't you were settling for life. I wasn't... I don't believe that I was well, settling. Well, you were in love. I loved oh, no, this guy. I loved this guy. I did. And I thought that he, I was, I loved him as a person. And I was like, you know what? I think that like, we're going to work because I love, like, I love you as yourself. Mm -hmm. Do I, you say all these things like I want to do X, Y, Z. Do I want you to actually fulfill those? If you say it, act on it. Yeah, Yeah, I support you. I will support you. Even if the dream is so crazy. Oh, we're making it happen. I will help you 100%. Yeah. What do you want to do? I'll make it happen. But you never did, <laughs> you never did that. Yeah. So. Um, See, he keeps unrecording and then we get interesting. Nobody is unrecording. No, yeah, you stopped recording for a second because we aren't getting interesting. And then we start getting juicy. And you no. Recording nobody. Well. Listeners. But anyway, so <laughs> my point is, just like, I agree because so then when I. I'll leave in a second. For sure. <laughs> but you got to help us rally up the troops, man. That's the only reason I'm called an Uber because I got There's a extra room right there. Y'all are just sleeping in that bed right there. I'm dead ass. Look, one, two. It's totally feeling on that. <laughs> She's like, edit that out. Podcasts <laughs> are fun. I that's why I had one. Yeah. I shouldn't race my I need to restart. Because... I'll be on your podcast. Yeah, let us I, I interview guys. So let me tell you why yes, I started son, the podcast. Jimmy. <laughs> let me tell you why I started the podcast. So Well, You've only had men. You can, you know, call her down a successful because sometimes you gotta branch out the box. So I'm thinking about starting. You might do men, but like we could be your first women. Yeah. Woman, it's just you're fucking sexist, Jeremy. I am. I'm the most sexist. Oh my god. (laughs) I mean, I'm not even. Get out of here. I mean, the only. I'm not. I'm only feminist. I'm objectifying the here's fuck the reason out of I'm a Mary feminist. Ellen right now. I'm feminist because I I am pro-abortion. However, hot. I'm anti-feminist because I want to be. I don't want to. I just want to chill. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I want to get abortion, but I want to be able to chill. So well, that's, abortion. That's she's saying she's oh, pro-abortion. I'm a feminist because I don't think Governor you're, Abbott should have canceled all, abortions for the world. Not saying all, I would do it, but it should be a choice. Period. You're not pro-abortion. Second you're pro-choice. Pro-choice. Governor yeah. Abbott, out of all the world, should have said Texas no abortion. This is so Eat weird. It's so weird that. Second you of all, I want to be housewife, but like, who cares? Honestly, you know what's so fucked up about abortion? I'm sorry, I'm not normally like this. Yeah, you're but they just—if you're rich and you get you're pregnant, I'm sorry. We can we have the means. Not even rich, middle class, lower middle class. You can buy a plane ticket and you can go to another state and get an abortion. Yeah. The anti-abortion law 
is only making the poor have babies who already can't afford it, and they are it's a lower life, so they're living off the government. Yeah. Periods are done. This is a cycle. It's sick. They don't even teach people how to be entrepreneurs in comment? school, and they no, don't even teach people how to budget money or do taxes well, in school. Where, where are you deriving this opinion from? I'm pissed because I tried to open a business, and no one, like, thank God I had the drive and just internal vibes but like everyone should start their own business and this podcast is sponsored by mad connects merlot mad- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no it's not right. y'all should make them pay you this <laughs> podcast is sponsored by mad connects uh, llc do you need digital marketing social media marketing advertising pr event marketing seo website design or just good vibes let us know because we make the best instagram aesthetics in texas 512-517-1161 call mad connects yes you're saying uh, hold on. Why yes, are we talking about abortion? I don't even know. I've never actually had. Greg, this is my first abortion talk I've ever had. Straight up. It's so aggressive. But you know what I'm saying? Like, the abortion calls only making broke ass people who can't babes. afford babies have babies to not be able to afford them to Calm get the down. fucking yeah. government. I'm a very, yelling. very, 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 very different. Agree. I let's fucking talk about Jeremy. Ready, Marianne, come attack. No. What are we doing? I think we should full blown tackle Jeremy about the best. No, don't do that. I'm not gonna say my opinion on a podcast, but like my opinions we're are very. We're not. It's recording. He, I swear he keeps only. He has not stopped at once. It's gonna be going for thirty minutes. Yeah. So the point that we're making is, we all. Here's the thing. Everyone's because you have certain views that differ than your own. You're not a bad person. No, you're no, not no. a. You know, we but all. But you we're just kind of talk about it, and you need to do some we're deep all, inner well, soul work. And you know, before all you rich guys on this podcast are listening, look internally, and then you'll get your baddest bitch you ever dreamed but of. To circle it back <laughs> to relationships, if if I'm saying that I wanted to be in a high rise in downtown Houston, oh yeah, this was a good point. with the Lamborghini and a Ferrari, ADHD. right? My ex-wife can't say that that was a bad person. To say that she wanted... But it wanted, wasn't her person. It, to say Outside that she wanted in, land. Like, wow, she wanted land. She wanted to live in the country. She wanted the white picket fence and three horses. Yeah, you it wanted a Lambo a, and a Well, then you'd be Kanye, bitch. Go out person. there. But you see what I'm saying? It's misaligned vision, right? But here's the thing, guys. <laughs> We have the same values. When you talk about values, right? Do you want your children to grow up in the Christian church? Yes. Do you do you whatever they feel want them to play <laughs> sports? Do you want them to be kind? Do you yes. want them to have humility? Do you yes. want them to have work ethic? Yes. There's all these things. That My are kids are going values. to entrepreneurial school at the age of five. But you know, I also we're learning think that taxes you have at age different ten. perspective because you actually have children. So, yeah. like, uh, we I don't even think we can. Hey, but speak what do you think about? But you this? also look at the world differently when you have children. No, but our age has a a good thing on that. Like, I feel like some kids are to buck it off, but like, first off, when everyone like, if I talk to a guy, like, I just recently broke up with a guy who had a kid. All my friends like, is it because of the kid? It's because of the kid. So now, at the end of the day, my stepmom was the one who helped me, taught me how to deal with the period, helped yeah. me how to shave my legs. Like, yeah. my stepmom was everything to me. So I think at the end of the day, the kid, like, I mean, that was my mother. Like, I was valuable. But Ari doesn't get it. Movie dream. 
I'm so confused. Mary Ellen, like, are we sleeping here? Melon, we, we got about all the tricks. Melon has some fucking TikTok reels that are just fire. You better put me on slow-mo when I'm not blue. Can we talk some shit, though, about tonight? Let's fucking talk some shit. Let me... Sakai let, sucks. The bartenders are slow. Bro. I can't be in this conversation. Sakai was equivalent to Hart Houston. Totally. And the Might bartenders well are slow. Go to Hart. All right. So, <laughs> uh, so we had a dinner resi. <laughs> we had a dinner resi she at Toulouse. She please And okay. this and is not willing. Mel- if Jeremy puts this in the podcast, then he gets to up to have some. Mary Ellen was <laughs> sexually Texas harassed and the cops were called. Ooh, Houston <laughs> Police Department Toulouse. came to you, fucking oh. Toulouse. And interrogated her. Okay, it was sexually harassed my head. It was way dark. That's how much shit has happened tonight. She was sexually harassed. I didn't even know about this. Jeremy attended a Halloween party in East Downtown. Madison's a Then we all went. (gasps) No, honestly. Honestly, I was a therapist to about fucking 12 bitches tonight. You fucked 12 bitches? I was a therapist. You said... A therapist. I heard what you heard. I heard what you heard. Okay, well, I didn't fucking. I said. I was a therapist. I was a therapist. No, I said. I was a therapist to about 12 bitches tonight. Oh, to about. Okay. God. Hey. Y'all are sick fucks. What? Who doesn't like fucking? Everybody likes fucking. I love fucking, and I'm a Scorpio, and I'm a freak. And here's another thing women or men, any woman who's afraid to try. What does that mean? Oh, God, you're a Fucking Pisces. I'm very. You're fucking Pisces, Jeremy. You're closed off to me, Jeremy. No, no, just like you're fucking Pisces. From the top, make it drop. That's so. It's a dirty song, though. Madison is so frustrated that she's like, Jeremy's my friend now. I'm not gonna fuck him anymore. What's a Pisces? What is that like? Fucking, we're both water signs. Super emotional, but. I know guys the Pisces and you might maybe that was just deeper insecurities that weren't horoscope based. Yeah. But like that fucker was fucking then he was Pisces sensitive as fuck. Cry baby ass. Oh, I'm kinda sensitive. No, I but he I'm was insecure, like he was screaming shit. Yeah. No That's my only Pisces male. So I gotta Scream. defend my I gotta defend my brethren. So I think that I'm a Scorpio. Twenty six They're both year, water signs. Twenty six year old Jeremy's a lot different than thirty seven year old Jeremy. That's I think true. That I've, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I think that I've uh, I'm also got some life experience. For a guy like that, I'm very intimidating. I mean to like him, maybe not to, like me. No, yeah. he's a little twenty six year old with a kid in yeah. Groves, Texas. The motherfucker has never done anything. Nowhere, exactly. Like I'm in a fucking feather, fucking cold giant dress. I mean, I'm intimidating. I can't blame the guy. So, how do you guys feel about plastic surgery? Love, Love it. it. I want to die. What do you want to do? I will support you. I will drive you to your appointment. Not me. I mean, I can see that you have a little bit, you know. I have lip filler. Filler in the lips. Maybe you've had a nose job. No. Only Never. lip filler and a breast reduction. Filler in your cheeks. Never. Only Those lips. Those are your real cheeks. Yeah, only lips and breast reduction. Why have you had a reduction? Because my, they're already background. Don't worry. It's bigger I just, than ever. I don't know how. So, I had a reduction in high school because... Okay. They were just huge, and I felt bad. But now they're even bigger, but at least they're, they're like, situated and bigger. Like, these are real, baby. Obvi. But they're lifted now. They're, they're real. Oh, okay. But high school, like, it, I don't know. That's the only thing. I swear to God, I would do so much more. Yeah. I get Botox, lip filler, and I had my breasts done in 2014. Yeah. No I implant. don't do anything. You've but you're open to it, I guess, she's as lying. you age? She's lying. No? She's done filler. Oh, where do you get filler? 
The oh, clerb. the lips. Oh, I said the clerb. Um, At no. the clerb. <laughs> I you can find me in the clerb. You thought I had cheek fillers? Do I look like a Here's fake ass? I started doing, I started doing, um, I did a lot of research on filler when I was in high school because I took Accutane in high school and it really, really dries out your whole body. And that's for acne? Yeah. Okay. So... I my you're gonna lips, have to end up helping us out the troops. My yep. lips got really dry, and hyaluronic acid is one of the main components in lip fillers. And so, hyaluronic acid brings moisture, like it kind of like craves moisture. Yeah. So I started getting lip filler, which you you could never tell um, in high school, just yeah. to like make my lips not dry. And then I started liking the look of it. So I went a little... I, I mean, I don't really feel like I went overboard at all. Yeah. No, so. it looks natural AF right now. Um, I like my face. But no. I do... I get Botox in my forehead. No, I love my face, actually. I might be a little fat right now. It's been coming back on oh my, my gosh, fucking stop. face. My face is a winner dinner. But <laughs> you have a little raspy voice, though. What, I have a what, sexy voice. What inspires the raspy it voice? It. I don't it's natural. It. It's something it. like that since I was a kid. Ever since I was a kid, yeah. I used to get made fun of for my voice. And when I got a little older, they would think guys would come up to me. No, I like literally before. Like I've had a weird voice forever. People always like they call me like Brad and Chucky, like ever and all of it. And you know what? My dream might be one day when I'm a housewife to be a voice actor. <laughs> I totally could. I have a very weird voice. A what? A police detective? A voice actor. A voice actor. Yeah. No, straight up voice actor. Yeah. It's not smoking. It's literally, it's been like this. Well, we talked about starting at Toulouse, getting the cops called. We talked about going to Sakai. We talked about insecurities. Getting bottles. We talked about insecurities. Let's talk about 2026. 20? I finally feel like I'm over the hump. No, baby. 2022. But 25 was bad. Turning 26 was weird. I finally feel like I'm, I'm, I'm ready wait, for so the 30. Wait, wait four years <laughs> no, to get your shit together? Listen, your no, dates I'm are not. off. You're drunk. What do you mean? Uh, my friend Madison took a gummy, and so she thinks that the year is now 2025. No, my age. It's no, I'm talking about. It's her. It's whatever she's I'm talking about my age. I was 26. Yeah, but you said the age. 26. I'm sorry. I meant like within 20. Okay. I love it. But you were giving me shit that I date 22 Catch me on Jeremy's Instagram grid. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same with my. <laughs> so, we'll definitely be on there. We should make a promo tonight. <laughs> we'll we'll put you on. We'll Photoshop you on a tire, and then we'll be giving you a neck massage in the back. Yeah. <laughs> That's the kind of marketing. Yeah. We need. So, anyways, we're all winding down. We're getting on our phones. Jeremy's tired. We're getting a little help. sleepy. <laughs> we've got to wake up Brooke. We've got to wake up Emma. We've got to yeah, clean. Yeah, you got to carry some. We've got to clean the vomit off the couches and the floor. It's for you. You can send me the bill for my I don't need to send the bill. I can't physically do it. So. <laughs> I will get on my hands. In, I would throw up. Is that a promise? Mm. Mm. She's like creepy 65-year-old Toulouse guy. 
No, you're not the people. That guy's probably in jail. Uh? <laughs> but he kissed me on the lips. Face you literally mouth. almost spiked your head right Bro, there. Bro, I had no fucking clue that went on. So we are going to let you bounce. Is Jeremy going to be our friend? Vote in the comments. Oh, we are definitely friends. At Mad Canaxa. And under Mad Canceler. Peace out. <laughs>